welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. I want to tell you about a new series exclusively about paint correction. So if you want to hear tips, techniques, and trends on paint correction, tune in weekly to the Paint Assassin's Hour. Okay, enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to another edition of Helping Young Detailers on the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I will be your host as we journey through trust. How to develop trust in your auto detailing business. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. Specifically, though, on TikTok, use Detail Supply app or best just shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. I'm joined uh, with Nick on this little journey. You can uh, reach out to Nick at Vegas.Rise on all platforms or best to shoot him an email, Nick at VegasRides.com. Nick, uh, thank you as always for your time. Let's hop right into it. Trust is a interesting term uh, when we think of auto detailing. Of course, there's going to be some trust that the services will be performed, trust that uh, everything goes right, uh, you know, people dropping off keys, people picking up keys, people getting codes. There's all kinds of things that develop or could unwind trust is the other side of it. As being in service-based businesses, if we are designed to be doing and performing and operating and working with customers to make their cars the best that they can be, trust begins to either increase or decrease. And when trust decreases, that customer goes to find somebody else that they're gonna trust in. So trust actually can unwind somebody's business yep. and kind of debunking in a sense. So we got to this theory. Uh, I listened to different podcasts and uh, there's one called the CMO effect that uh, I was listening to a interview with the CMO, which is chief marketing officer of Butterball Turkey. So Nick, quick side question. Uh, did you do turkey for Thanksgiving? If so, uh, do you know what brand of turkey you went with? I went with no turkey, sir. No turkey. Damn. No. Turkey I, sucks. I did go with turkey for Thanksgiving, but I did uh, mm -hmm. one from Sam. So I didn't even ah, go. There you go. I didn't go Butterball. But, you know, Butterball is one of those brands that, <clears throat> gosh, it's just yeah. known for being Thanksgiving Day and turkey, right? It's just, it's the brand. And, you know, how did they get there so that consumers trust that what goes on with them working with farmers, working with food for, you know, the turkeys to eat, working then with the, you know, the people that are raising the turkeys, you know, the guys at Butterball aren't farmers. Yeah. You know, they're not, <laughs> they're not the people raising the turkeys. They're the ones that are putting the turkey on the table, you know, they're the ones distribution. That, yeah, yeah. Distribution. Thank you. I, I kind of, I lost my term there. So yeah, uh, they're the ones handling that. So the trust involved with Butterball and then for Thanksgiving day, now maybe it was different for people this year, but could you imagine if, if your Turkey didn't perform on Thanksgiving day? 
Yeah, you'd have a bunch of families pissed. <laughs> that would not be good. So for them and Butterball, it it's quite an amazing you know thing to last yeah. this long as being trusted for Thanksgiving turkey. Nick, I don't know about you, but the rarity that detailers could learn from the chief marketing officer of such a massive company and all he talked about, well, not all, but the majority of theme of what he talked about was trust. Yeah. So it just made me think, you know, how important is trust in service-based business? And for you being in business 10 plus years, <laughs> predominantly all mobile, Yep. You, you've got clientele throughout Las Vegas that you've got codes, you've got keys, you've got yeah. I think there's stories that you've even shared on the, these podcasts where you've been driving cars with customers or without customers. And, you know, you've yeah. got full trust to be able to kind of pick yeah. up cars and do what you want. Man, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty awesome. How, how'd you get started with that? I mean, what's the first early steps for somebody that wants to build that kind of trust? Well, I think this is a, a pretty cool conversation. And I, I think you kind of said it before, you know, we now have opportunities to learn from people in a way we didn't before. And how many people are taking advantage? That'd be the first question guys should ask when you share this story. Here you are listening to a guy in the turkey business. You're not in the turkey business. And 10 years ago, you wouldn't have had that content to consume. So right. I think that's the one thing we shouldn't gloss over here. Uh, but for me, what it's been is time. But simple things you can do gain trust when you come across in a professional manner. Doesn't matter if you're a plumber, doesn't matter if you're, uh, think of the cable people you've had in your house, uh, switching cables over the years. Well, now that's going I away. Do or now. Don't trust him, you know, like, I know, but you can always go back to how the person present themselves, the person that presented themselves in a professional mm -hmm. manner at your door, you got real comfortable real quick. Right. And so what I see is a lot of talk about, you can get your business started with $50. Okay. What kind of clientele are you going to get or get gain the trust of if you've spent minimal amount of money to get your business started? You're going to be doing a business in a lot of apartment complexes and a lot of places you don't really want to be doing business. And that's why we shared how to actually take five plus grand and get your business started. And so I think trust starts with how you show up. You know, you, you know, a lot of guys detailing that don't come across just in their appearance, what they're wearing, how they're presenting themselves in a way that even promotes that somebody would trust you with a $50,000 car, let alone some of the cars that we're working on, you know, 1 million, 2 million, so, 5 so million. So for instance, you mentioned, you know, how they, they show up, but for yeah. instance, what should they, you know, let's not say, you know, what, what we're seeing or, you know, yeah, to well, here's, here's, but here's a perfect what example. Should they wear? Yeah, you know, uh, I had a, a a beanie on all day, so my my hair's looking a little, you know, rough. But if I you look at it from hair, so, you know, yeah, if you if you look at at it from this angle, is you know, arrive clean. You know, have a clean shirt on, have clean shorts on, or clean pants on, depending on the time of season. Don't wear, you know. Let me give you a piece of advice in the detailing world: black shoes are your friend. Don't wear white shoes that look grungy and, and dirty all the time. Get your pair, a pair of black shoes. It just works. Okay. They don't ever appear like you're showing up, you know, uh, and can't afford $50 or hundred bucks for some shoes. And so those simple things have your logo, you know, our logo is on everything. You know, we show up, people know where we're from, you know, they're not having to guess who are you, you knock on their door, who are you? Uh, now we aren't in that position very much anymore. 
our clients, we have keys that we keep in our possession. We have garage door openers. We have codes. Uh, we hardly ever see any clientele uh, because it is to that trust level with us now. And that's kind of what the new customers know from the referrals, that that's how the business operates. Hey, you know, you don't really need to interact with us. We'll just put this thing on autopilot, but just showing up in a certain way. And let me go a step further. This is where having your truck put together, your van put together is a great thing. If you show up in a car and everything's jammed in a car or everything is in this beat up old van or whatever, people are going to start questioning. And so from the very get, you're not building trust. And you can even go further. How you pick up the phone, how you answer your phone. I hear a lot of guys, hey, hello. Well, I always say my name, you know, hi, this is Nick. How can I help you? If I don't know the number, that's how I'm going to answer the phone. Because I want people to know who I am. I'm going to identify myself. I'm building trust from the very get. So I think, Marty, some of the simple things that detailers don't do is arrive looking the same every single day day in and day out, and you'll start to build some trust. And, and I think that's the very entry point into starting to build trust. So if you, if you go back 10 years for me, that's, that's the entry point. I never arrived at somebody's house looking like I shouldn't be there. And then when you spoke, you spoke as if you should I was be the expert also. in the room. Yeah. yeah. And here's the problem. A lot of guys start their business not being educated on auto detailing. They're just trying to figure it out as they go. Hey, that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. It's your life. And, but here's the thing, <laughs> Marty, I want you to be honest with people. You took hits because of that. Had you been in a different position, your business would have started off differently. And so that's what we're trying to tell people. I'm not trying to say this is right and this is wrong. What I'm saying is there's a different way my business started out because I had the expertise to have the real conversation with the clientele. I didn't have to fake it. I didn't have to act like I shouldn't, you know, act some sort of way. I very succinctly could come across as somebody that was a professional in their industry. And that matters. If you want to start your business on the right foot, it matters. Yeah. So to give some people some updates, uh, you know, Nick and I both started our business completely different, right? Uh, this is the, the cool part about Nick and I both being entrepreneurs in a sense. We both own businesses, been doing it both 18 something plus years, Nick, a little longer. Um, the, the interesting part though, is Nick was working for someone. That's how he got his information and his training so that then he could step out and build his yep. business. And I, I remember as, as I've grown through the years, I've always told people that's the best way to do it. I wish I could have done it. You yep. know, I wish I could have worked for somebody and built something Yep. It just wasn't really in me to understand that. And so I had this idea of just cleaning cars and man, I just was sitting at a, a meeting and turning my notice and I could quit my job and just started cleaning cars. That's why we I say not right and wrong. That's why we don't say it in right and wrong terms. That's yeah. why, that's why I want people to understand. It's not, a, it's about setting yourself up in different avenues are going to get you to start in a different place. Correct. And so, so he had a much better, uh, knowledge of all this in order to get started because he was learning it as he went while he was earning a paycheck. Uh, I just had to figure things out. And so what did I learn very early on? No doubt. I mean, if I showed up in dirty clothes, there's an initial shock value that you don't need. 
Uh, and so that's, you know, as, as I would get dirty with my hands, rub my clothes, you know, I'm, yep. I'm not a clean person by nature. So it, I, I did show, you know, a lot of signs of, of tire shine all over my pants or, or rubbing yep. them the wrong way. And, and even later when I started this business and I was still, you know, working on a regular basis, cleaning maintenance cars throughout the week. I would show up to events, you know, to go to a soccer game or something or go show up and I had dirty clothes on. Yeah. It's just not a, it's, it's not a good image. No. And, 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 and you're, and you're you miss opportunities to talk to certain people that might be able to change your business by yeah. having a regular car that comes in by them, you know, referring more people and, and there is an aspect that if we're service-based and we're supposed to be detailers and clean, that we should have clean clothes on a regular basis being done. And maybe that just means what I've done lately, I've just changed the color of clothes, right? You like go. you said, black shoes, right? I, I wear black clothes more because yeah. they just look cleaner. Well, yeah, we wear darker, we wear darker stuff even in the summer and people are like, oh, doesn't it get too hot? Well, what's the alternative? I have a light blue shirt on and it looks like I got stains all over it. I mean, because some of the stuff doesn't come out, you know, let's just be honest. I mean, after a while it doesn't come out. So, you know, again, these are entry level points of how to gain trust and how you look and how you present yourself. They're not almost, I mean, they are entry level, but they're almost non-entry level when you scroll through social media. There's yeah, still yeah, no, plenty 100%. of detailers that are professionally growing a business, but their clothing images, you know, mirrors mine dirty, you know? Yeah, no. Non- and, and here's, and here's what you find out. Those are the same people that are struggling to hire. Those are the same people that are struggling to build a bigger business because they never catch on to the simple things. That's why you can't overlook this part, how you arrive, how you speak, how you carry yourself, how you answer the phone, those are the beginning levels of getting the keys to the car. Those are the beginning levels. How you get to that trust level with the client where I've picked up, you know, on multiple occasions, seven figure cars. I mean, it's a pretty special thing. I'm a car guy. So it's a special thing for me to be able to do that. It's even more special when somebody says, Hey, can you go pick up my car? And they've never driven it. Now, People can say, well, that guy's got so much money. It doesn't matter. It's a seven-figure car. They know that it's a seven-figure car. They're not oblivious to that. But the other thing is to build trust, you handling your business week in, week out, never missing a day is the second part of this, Marty, nobody talks about. I have clients that now are approaching 10 years that we've never missed one day of service not for vacation, not for this, not for that. They've never missed a day of service unless they had something come up on their end. Like, Hey, I have to cancel this week, but I have several customers. That's never, ever been an issue. We have customers that 52 weeks a year, they've gotten their car service. Now, does that build trust? Yeah. You show up for 10 straight years and you never miss and you never blow up their phone with an excuse or you never, they never hear from you. And they just keep getting in a clean car or a polished car. They get a new car and you polish it and coat it. And now it's being maintained every week. That's, that's the real trust that nobody talks about is trust looks a lot like work. 
And I don't think a lot of guys understand that part of it. And, and I'm not saying that like in a derogatory way, but just being able to show up and do the, the right things every time builds a level of trust that nothing else can build. Nothing you say to somebody, nothing, no clothes you wear can say, but never missing is 100% the biggest trust builder in business. And I just don't know how many people ever really grasp that because we wouldn't have so many business failures if people grasp that part of it. Most people fail in business. Most detailers aren't going to be here in five years. That's the really rough thing we talk about on this podcast. We're trying to give pointers on how not to be one of those people showing up and never missing. I don't want to hear about your vacation. Your customer doesn't either. They don't want to hear about your vacation. They don't care. They want their car done. Hey, this is Parker, and I'm popping in to invite you for a beer on the live community pub, Wednesday night at 730 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. That's a live community pub, Wednesday night at 730 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Come on, you can have just one, can't you? So... All these people that think all these things are just like this one thing that they have to keep worrying about and this and that. Well, you you go missing for two weeks in the summer because it got hot, which we have detailers come up missing all the time in Vegas. They're not getting the keys to the kingdom then. It's not going to happen. People aren't going to give you their car keys, their garage door openers, their codes. They'll pull their car out for you and let you do it you know, on the road and then pull it back in themselves but you're never going to get to the level of trust where really the money is made. And so that's the second part of this beyond the simple things that showing up every day is real is really something most people just can't perform on. And if we're thinking that we want to not be one of those stat numbers, right? We want to yeah. be the guy, the gal, the, the, the business that will be here through the next years. And, you know, for some of us, we want to build careers. We want to build lifestyles out of our business. Yeah. Some of us, we are just looking to get some money and, and have fun and no doubt. I mean, that's, it's a good business to be in to do that. 100%. But for those, yeah. For those that really do want to full on sustain a business, trust has to be looked on as a key pillar to growth. We've already mentioned, you know, how it could unwind, but how do we begin to start using trust as a way to grow our business and develop new relationships. So trust in marketing would be an interesting thing to dissect, Nick. When we think of how detailers should market that customers could or should trust them, let's go over a couple of things. You can do one, I can do one. How would you uh, recommend detailers market to prospects or even to, you know, current customers that trust is something that they should have in said detailer? Well, first of all, you can show pictures of your work, you know, whether this is on a local flyer, social media. So trust those types and quality. Trust, trust and quality. quality. Tell your quality story. Uh, but the other thing is, let, let's think about something that's come of 2020. Now, I would have been lucky because I saw this business model 10 plus years ago. You know, Tell people the story of how you can actually have a no-touch service uh, with your business right now. 
because that's going to take a lot of trust on the consumer, leaving the key in the car or giving you a key or whatever it is they're going to do, depending on how your service is set up. No touch service. It would be something that you could give out right now. And it, that's, that's something you could market today. And that would start to build trust that you've given thought to the pandemic. So now we have a touchless system that goes and helps you, the consumer, feel comfortable. Because let me tell you, there's still a lot of people that are very uncomfortable December 2020. Very uncomfortable. So if you take and you say, what's a current event that I could use to help build trust in my business? Show people you've given thought to a no-touch or touchless customer experience. And show people, uh, detailers really get in a bad habit. A lot of guys like to accept cash. You know another way to build trust? We accept all forms of payment. Do you know how many customers we've gotten that can't believe we accept credit cards? I'm dead serious. I mean, it's just like, what do you mean your last detailer? No. And then I hired another guy. He only accepted cash. It's like those little small things build trust that you're doing business in a way that is here to stay, right? If you're giving thought to a touchless customer experience, you're showing people that you're giving thought to the next eight years of your business. You're not just detailing a car. So those little things, we accept all payments. We, you know, we have a touch, we've developed a touchless customer experience, go a long way to subtly have consumers start to trust your business. And that's what you need in marketing from a trust perspective. But then how you interact, again, the clothing, how you come across, how you shake someone's hand in normal circumstances. I realize we're not doing that right now, but those types of things get you in the door. But I think right now, good marketing thing you could use, here is our touchless process. I think that would build a ton of trust notice, if you're giving. Notice he didn't say, here's our sanitization process. Right? Yeah, right. Because we're not still, that's, that's a non-trust <laughs> thing, right? You don't want to say that you're doing, but a nope. no touch is definitely a, key word that is very common right now and would resonate very well in in prospects good yeah. point nick good point yep. all right for me uh, i'm gonna dive a little bit backwards uh into a discussion that we've had before where we've talked about customers crocodile brains and inside deep down inside of us when we see or hear something we immediately have two theories either is that a foe or a friend is that fight or flight you know, that theory comes in, you know, do I run away? Do I engage? So we want to be the friend part. And that starts with visual. But then the next thing is what comes out of our mouth can create that opportunity of trust or can start to unravel that trust. So one of the key things that I always did Nico said it earlier, shook hands, right? Look at the customer in the eye. But you know what goes a long way? Couple simple words. And especially if you're young, under 30. And you know what? I'm 42 and I still say it all the time. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Very simple things when you're looking at somebody and whatever, whatever, you know, sales script you got or whatever it is that you're saying. And you look at somebody and you ask them what their question, you know, are you concerned about this? And they, they say, well, yeah, I want to, Oh yes, ma'am. We can 
take care of that. Oh, yes, sir. Yep. You know what that does? That really resonates deep down inside. And you know, so when I'm on social, it'd be a great thing to use those words too. When you're telling the story of what you did for this customer, you can always say, the customer asked me, can I take care of leather seats? I told that customer, yes, ma'am, we can take leather seats. And here's the way they turned out for him. We can do that for you too. Yep. Yes, ma'am, we can. Those are simple words, very simple things that you could put in your marketing, whether that's face-to-face, -face, right? Making a cold call, see somebody at a gas station, see somebody in a Walmart, right? Now, I, don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's your customer, Nick, but for some <laughs> of us, we do. You know what? <laughs> you would. We, uh, yeah, we, uh, we've approached them everywhere. Yeah, either way. Simple words like yes, ma'am, and no, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, and no, sir. Now, that is going to be countercultural for many people outside of the Midwest. And I understand that. But it goes and resonates with some individuals deep, deep, deep. And that is how you build trust. If that customer doesn't resonate with a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, with a yes, sir, no, sir, with a shake of the hand and you're agreeing on stuff, that might not be a customer that really wants to build trust. <laughs> yep. So it might not be somebody that you want to do business with long-term either. Bingo. Right? So trust does go both ways. And when you initiate that trust and you get the trust back from them, hey, that's going to grow your business long-term. So- Nick, man, really great advice on trust. I want to give uh, last 30 seconds, anything you want to throw out to uh, let detailers know how important trust has been for your business because started and then you're 10 plus years into it. There's no way you could do it without trust. So overall, is it one of the biggest pillars for you and how's it been uh, building that trust? It's a lot of work. You know, that that's what everybody again, it's left out of every conversation that you and I pass back and forth through text. Hey, somebody just had this conversation. We always leave the work part out of it. So after you get through that initial gate and somebody allows you in, now it really starts. You have got to do the right thing year after year, month after month, never doing the wrong thing. And it all starts with never miss. If you tell somebody you're going to be there, you be there. And so many guys, because again, this is sort of the culture of detailing, just don't think that matters, right? I'm, I'm so good. I'm so this. I'm so great with the polisher. I'm so that I, you know, I use the best coatings, you know, they should listen to me. You can go online and see that culture all day, every day, all over every forum in detailing. If I look at it and just say, customers just care about you showing up, doing the right thing, making sure that the things they care about on their car are handled. It always looks the way they want it to look. Again, you've agreed upon that with them. What is What matters to them? If you constantly deliver on that with good people as customers, you can't lose. And that's where it all comes down to. But it looks a lot like work, Marty. So, you know, a lot of people don't want to share that message. But, I, you know, for the young guys that do reach out to us, that's the thing that's going to matter the most. Once you get past the gate, you got to show up every day. Yeah, love it. I'm going to reiterate the yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to expound just a little bit because I said outside the Midwest and I come to think about that. I was like, you know, there's, there's no way that could be true. I mean, I could go to New York and if I tell somebody, yes, sir, I'm yeah, paying resonates. that person respect and that person's yep. going to 
really then lean a little bit more respectful for, towards me, you know, and especially let's, let's be, let's be real on, open front about this. Maybe even if I don't look like that customer, yeah. right. There's some of us that are needing to get a, uh, let's say a scale up of customer type, right? Yeah. So we might not look like that said customer. Yes, sir. No, sir. Goes a long way with respect. And we start imaging and mirroring them a lot more. So Nick, thank you as always for your time. Really do appreciate it. And uh, trust is definitely a good thing. And, and we trust uh, that you have a great day. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks brother. again for always. Thank you. See you, man. okay episode is over if you got any value from it leave us a review share the episode and find us on tiktok it would mean the world to me Ooh.